episode number three. Housing. Musical flats is what <laughs> I've called it, Don. Um, what, so do, it. Do, yeah. what, what he's called it, because it's a Danny and Dom show, but yet somehow you called it musical flats, all right? Now, even though I think that's a wonderful and great title, how did you come up with that? Like, I did not, just don't get bigger than your boots, you fat fuck, God. Musical flats, though. Anyway, why are they musical, Danny? Well, because it's like musical tears, isn't it? You keep moving from one to the other. Anyway, do the fucking intro. Do do the intro, do the intro. You want me to do the intro? Um, yeah, just do the intro. All right, okay. Um, I'm da- I'm Dom and... Da- what, what? Okay. I'm Dom and Danny. No, I'm not both Dom and Danny. Yeah, this is the intro to musical flats and housing uh, on the Danny and Dom show. Hashtag misdirection. Is that no, good? No, no, no. Oh, okay, right. Because the show's called Misdirection, isn't it? It's, so it's not hashtag Misdirection. It's not called the Dom, Dom and Danny show. Okay. That's too close to Dick and Dom. So just, <laughs> so just go again. Just go again. Just do it again. All right, go. This is Misdirection, the brand new podcast with Danny and Dom. Um, episode title, Musical Flats. Intro done. No, you just said this is a new podcast. Just say it's it's not new now. We're in episode three. Just go one more time. Fuck me. <laughs> it's Misdirection with Danny and Tom. This is episode three, Musical Flats. We're talking about housing. Yeah, we're talking about the housing crisis and our experience, uh, mainly in London, moving around... And dealing with dodgy landlords, high rents, box rooms, weird flatmates, and Very all of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Dom. So, so I was in London first, wasn't I? But um, yes, I yeah, so, you got enrolled into Goldsmiths University, and then um, I used to come sleep on your floor <laughs> um, when I wasn't yeah. living there. But it'd be more convenient for me to go to. Where exactly is like Goldsmiths University located? I can't. I can't remember. All right, so for people who aren't Londoners, even though Dom is a Londoner, um, for people who are Londoners and are ignorant of South London, which is you know quite often the case. What's an Oyster uh, card? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Anyway, um, Goldsmiths is in Newcross, South London, which is in Lewisham, um, and it's part of the University of London. And I got. I got to that college from the mayors when we did the when I did the application there. And I yeah, knew all that. What? I said I knew all that. Yeah. Anyway. Um Yeah, no, that's why I was addressing the listeners then, Dom. Oh no. Anyway, ooh, please. Uh, uh professional uh, keep 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 it keep it sexy, Dom, if anything else. <laughs> keep it sexy. Right, Dom. Yes. Right, so, but I'd got food poisoning on the way down. I think I'd eaten some bad pork the day before oh really okay all right and that, that's not a euphemism it was um just a bad pork chop uh <laughs> um, right okay and then, yeah i was ill so we were planning a whole thing that day where we to go out and do certain things um i remember you had a welcome package that was incredibly unhealthy for a uni student i think they gave me some super noodles and such didn't they i'm, I'm imagining that it was like a it was a boost energy drink, if I recall. <laughs> Lol. I think a packet of noodles, some Reese's buttercups, yeah, and some something else. Um, incredibly unhealthy. What my digs were called Batavia Muse, but it was nicknamed Ratavia Muse on account of all the fucking rats in the area, because at the front of these flats there were just a wall of takeaways, chicken shops, which is pretty much describes anywhere in London especially in the neighbourhoods. I mean, you get into more posh neighbourhoods and it's not chicken shops, it's more, you know, alfresco dining things, vegetarian calves, fucking, you know, I don't uh, don't know, renewable sandals, I don't know what, I don't know what, you know, hipster shit, innit? There are nice places to live in London. We just don't know where the hell they are. Um, I remember your place was, like, the back of it, I remember being able to see into the workings of a kebab shop. Or something, and I, I thought that was like quite quite strange. So yeah, and the, they had some excellent security there, didn't they, Danny? Which um, we maybe we should get into. Like I think the lock system 
there was just like C and then you could like type in any number or well a, a combination of the correct numbers and then easily get through. So there just wasn't a lot of Yeah, there were like four numbers the four numbers you gave you, but I figured out very quickly that you could enter those <laughs> numbers in any sequence and it would just get you in. Which yeah. Was, which was strange. Not the best security. Also like the it wasn't just one residence and not everyone knew each other. So I'm pretty sure if you wanted to steal from that gaff, you could just pretend that you've forgotten the code. Or you could just wait for a student to come out, time your way in and just get in. Uh, but the 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 crowning turd in this fucking shit show of security <laughs> uh, was the 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 doors that the, the, at the front entrance. Um, one night I was sat in my little box room, right, which is pretty much which would I pretty much had to get used to over five years. That was the space I'd have to get used to, where you could stand in the middle and touch both sides of the room with your outstretched arms. Um, oh, my all right, my my arms are quite long, but still, you get the point. Yeah, I was just sat there, and then all of a sudden, there was a knock on my bedroom door. I opened it, and there's Dom with a shit eating grin on his face, looking <laughs> very pleased with himself. Oh. And I was like, Oh, for fuck's sake, how did you get in? You, you know, just you know, you've heard me abuse him on the show, everyone, so you, you can imagine how that went down. Uh, and then he's just like, Oh, yes, you know. I just broke. I just broke in. Yeah, what about it? Don't worry about it. Yeah, and I thought I am worried about it. What do you mean, just broke in? Uh, uh, I just broke in. Don't worry about it. You know, you know how dumb it is. Everyone, you know, it's, it's only episode three. You already know he's a cunt. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so <laughs> right, right. So I was like, no, someone just let you in. I wasn't having it. I was incredulous and incensed and, and abusive and all, uh, you know. And uh, Dom was like, no, I got him with a credit card, took me downstairs. Then proceeded to demonstrate how he did break in with said credit card. And that was the security of that gaff. Um, <laughs> we was... made a little video of that, sent it to the reception. And then I think they got some card, uh, not cardboard, but a panel of wood so you could no longer, you know, put your card in there still it's not foolproof you could easily just rip that card uh, that wood off but yeah that was that place there was rats everywhere just fucking students throwing up literally outside my door um and stinking my room out with vomit remember that um yeah it just wasn't a great wasn't a great place to be honest yeah no i mean how long were you there danny about a year i guess because that because of the course i was doing an ma so mm. it, was, it was handily located, like, you know, like everywhere in London, it's like a stone's throw away from a tube station or uh, the overground or, you know, buses that took you everywhere. You know, it's, it's London, so y your backyard is massive. Um, but if you if you're not, that's the point of London, if you're not earning a lot of money, if you're on the living wage or lower, then you're going to have to be satisfied with a box room. You're gonna have to be. You're gonna have to accept and move out at least every six months or a year. You, you're never secure because you're gonna be in private accommodation. You don't know who your landlord's gonna be, and at the moment they have Section Twenty One eviction notices, which can be issued at a moment's notice, and you have no recourse. So, and that's pretty much what it's like for for everyone um, in London. Well, certainly people at the lower end. Like, I think. For the most part, in London, I was spending at least over a third, sometimes half of my income on my rent, and it was always in tiny rooms. Dom can vouch for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. were box size. Oh, geez. Yeah, and Dom's still in that game. I've moved out of the capital, but no doubt I'll be back soon when poverty comes calling again. I'll have to go and get a job. Ugh. Anyway. Oh um, God, please God, no, Christ, not a job. Oh, anything but a job. Anything but being an honest working man. Oh, Christ, you fat, lazy bastard. Anyway, um, <laughs> my first um, flat um, was Seven Sisters. Um, I literally can't remember the... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to do the exact postcode, but it was Wargrave Avenue. Um, I remember that was also technically the first place I registered to vote and voted for Corbyn, people. Woo! Anyway... <laughs> Um, that went well, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, let's not let's not let you know. We should do a well podcast on politics, but let's let's just swiftly move on from that one. Um, but I remember, like <laughs> that place in Seven Sisters was dodgy as fuck. Like I moved in, right, 
no tenancy agreement, no rental, no nothing. We just got like, I think we were actually renting a living room. You know, we just were renting a living room. And I was like, oh, all right. Like there was a fireplace in our supposed bedroom. I was sharing with uh, another bloke who, um, you know, I won't mention by name. I mean, I guess he doesn't want to be mentioned. So, you know, I'll just respect his privacy there. But um, just to save money, basically. And then we were were renting this place and it was pretty, pretty dodgy. Um, We don't know whether we were supposed to be there or not, really. Um, The place wasn't particularly furnished. He did give us some mattresses and some some, um, sort of... um, fuck am I what bunks you know like he gave us some beds basically <laughs> but it was just dodgy as fuck we were like I said we were renting a living room and then I slowly fell behind on the rent <laughs> which was my own my own fault I can't remember how much I owed him exactly and then we just left in the middle of the night um or something when he wasn't there and then isn't yeah. this the guy who sent bouncers around to your door collecting rent every other week Oh yeah, gosh, right, yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, that was yeah, yeah minor was... detail there, just like um, you know, tenant intimidation. You basically rent in flat for gangster with no contract, uh, not even a verbal agreement. Probably just probably grunted there and threw some mattresses at you, and then there was just like a bouncer coming around threatening to break your thumb every every week for the rent. Yeah, pretty pretty much. I mean, yeah, there there was that. I and did mean... you really leave in the middle of the night? <laughs> Um, somewhat. We we left as shadily as we could. I mean, we did secretly move out. That is not an exaggeration of any in any way, shape, or form. I just remember us going, you know, we've okay, fuck it, we're just gonna scarper. Um, this place is really, really shit. I mean, you know, it was always dirty. There was mold. Um, what else was shit about it? it leaks, whatever. Just like it was, it was horrific. And then, but because of that, then maybe several other things i just wasn't paying the rent good but i was like well first of all this isn't official accommodation anyway so fuck you guys and yeah i think i don't i don't even think we had like a proper deposit or it was like i you know what actually i remember this i basically spent the deposit so i just stopped paying the rent up to the deposit point and then left yeah that is what i actually did so i didn't actually owe the guy any money but obviously you know if you yeah. go into the deposit, he wants that money. And if there is anyone out there confused about deposits, like your landlord's supposed to put them in a deposit scheme, which is a third party thing, um, which is, and then you and then you get it back at the end. So always ask for them to put it into that scheme when you move in. Don't or just treat it as another month's rent. So if if like your deposit is identical to your first month's rent. Just keep that in mind. If you're getting kicked out or you need to scarper, don't bother um, giving them the last month's rent if you can help it. Just create any excuse you can and just do one. Um, just because fuck them, they deserve it. Um, and then... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that that is something that you can do. So, yeah, you know, madness, but... Advice for life, boys. Life for... Well, are they already paying... You're already paying through the nose for what is essentially a broom closet at this point like there are so many harry potters in london it's unbelievable and yet none of them and that they're all muggles do you know what i mean uh, <laughs> lol apart from me i'm a wizard oh yeah dom is a wizard of such um a magic person a person of magic what do you call you dom what's the pc term for you lot nowadays I, i've heard that you don't like magician because it has negative connotations so is it a person of magic or are you where uh, you know what what is it, Dom? What 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 do we call you lot? I'm a sleight of hand artiste and a psychological conjurer. Right. So pretentious wanker, and you heard it first. <laughs> uh, nah. Right. Right. Uh, anyway. 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 Wait. Wait. We dig. Anyway, anyway, if you're listening to this and you'd like to book a magician, please inquire below. Um, right. Well, Dom, anyway. if you're gonna do an advert, do an advert properly, mate. Um, please Google me at magicdom.co.uk. Uh, the inquiries can be filled below there. Oh, damn! And what sort of services do you provide? I provide mix and mingle, close-up magic for corporate. Oh, sexy! Weddings. What else do you provide? Bar mitzvahs, weddings, and funerals. So yeah, con- contact me for details. And what can they expect from of this magical extravaganza that you offer, Don? 
Um, many magical things. Quality, close-up magic provided by one of the world's best, myself. And sexiest magicians, right? <laughs> anyway, yes, that's <laughs> that's that. Right, what, what were we saying about fucking housing? Um... <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, so, yeah. So, uh, as my uni was coming to an end, I, I moved in with Dom finally. That was kind of the plan from the beginning, but for some reason, Dom stiffed me for, for his other mate who he agreed with to move in with, even though we definitely spoke about moving in together in a mayor's, he kind of had this other arrangement with, with a guy, whatever. Uh, and then um, also we did before... get kicked out at, se- at separate times. So there was like a thing of like a bit of a grace period, but yeah, eventually we made it happen and did in fact move in together. So, yeah, I mean, technically if I mean, I don't even know, and I'll ask you this now and I do want a genuine answer um, you wanted to live with me and then presumably go to Goldsmiths and then I would have done I don't know what. But yeah, but there was a period where we were going to obviously try to live together and then you would have had, well, basically free accommodation at Goldsmiths and then I would have found where it, it doesn't matter. It, anyway, it all worked out. I know for a fact you wanted to sleep, you wanted to live on my floor at some point. That was like in your sight for, for no. a while. And I just... I just, I uh, torpedoed that immediately. <laughs> you know, um, basically, I, I'd still like to sleep on your floor. Can I come round, please? Um... <laughs> he doesn't even need to now. I just want just, that's that's the only way you can get off. To sleep, yeah. <laughs> to sleep, to sleep. Oh god! Oh god! Right, <laughs> right. Well, that's just that's just happened. Dom. Dom actually records me sleeping, so he plays that before he gets off now to, to bed. I don't know what else he does, but he tells me it's for sleep purposes. I don't know. Lies, lies, lies. The deal never happened. Can't prove it. Um. Right. What was I going to say? <laughs> right. Anyway. Uh... Anyway. So yeah, I. I yeah. And by the way, before I moved in with Dom, Dom was staying with this other guy who will call. Tim, right? Yeah, Tim. Yeah, all right. And, and uh, I'd already fallen out with Tim. Not, to, I, I didn't even know I'd fall, fallen out with him. Dom created this whole rift between us because Dom was working at a, on a magic stall in Jubilee Market, which is in Covent Garden. And Tim came round while I was stood with Dom on the mag- magic stall, observing him work and all the rest of it. And uh, I was... You know, as Tim came, started talking to Dom, introduced, you know, what, you know, all that small talk. So I was just fiddling around with magnets and that. And then, <laughs> and then apparently that left a lasting impression. And that impression was this guy's a bit of a weirdo. Right. Anyway, yeah, well, Tim, yeah, t- Tim and that. And uh, yeah, Tim thought I was a bit of a dickhead and a fat bastard. And he made that clear to Dom. And then Dom, because, you know, he likes to keep the peace and that. He, and I'm uh, an honest person, right? He, yeah. he, he told me, which is not what you do, really, is it? You don't really do that. Uh, so then that started a feud between me and Tim. That has lasted to this day. A legendary friendship. Uh. Yeah, Dom calls it a friendship. I just... Is it all right? He's going to listen to this, isn't he? Uh, yeah, Tim's great. Yeah, he's brilliant. But I like Tim. I like Tim. But, you know, there has been some things. Like, he, he did some stuff. I did some stuff. Pranks were made. Uh, yeah, but then Dom also told him before I moved in that basically my background was gangs and prison. So, so Tim thought his if new you'd like getting history on this, please read Danny's book. Was one and out, was one, yeah, was one a strange, a strange man who fiddled with magnets in public. And I don't <laughs> even know why that was weird. I was just like fiddling because I was at a loose end and they, those two were talking, but whatever. Apparently, that was beyond the pale for Tim. Right, Tim, Mr. Shirtless fucking vitamin man, fuck you, all right, bitch. All right, that's gonna get cut. Anyway, <laughs> no, I love you, Tim. Tim, you are my world. Uh, Come back uh, to me, Tim. He has got very nice nipples, uh, <laughs> and I know because I used to see them every day. You see, walk around the place and shut. Anyway, fuck this guy. Right, look, look. Don basically told him I was a arch criminal. So just picture this, right? He's already thought this guy's weird fiddling around with magnets, uh, right? And now, great, he's moving in, and he's and he's a criminal. So I can imagine that why Tim didn't speak to me for the first few months because he was probably frightened. 
Uh, and I think on that note, this is a good time to pause the show for um, some capitalist messages. Uh, <laughs> we're not, we don't have uh, any sponsors on Misdirection, but we are plugging <gasps> my book, which is still available. Uh, according to the publishers, uh, my book, Down and Out, available everywhere, is a true state of the nation examination of modern homelessness, assessing its significance, its precursors and causes, as well as the role played by government, austerity, charities, and other systems in perpetuating this crisis. Ultimately, the publisher says, it seeks to ask how we as a society might one day change our practices and attitudes so that one day we might bring it to an end. And uh, Simon Artenstone says, anyone interested in homelessness should read this book. So that's Simon saying that. If Simon says buy it, fucking buy it. Uh, Francis Bayon, author of Crippled and a Guardian columnist says, I'm a vital voice and, uh, and this book's for every politician, policymaker and reader who wants a fairer and kinder country. Okay, Emily Kenway, author of Truth About Modern Slavery, oh says a valuable God. How this go on? tale of how the system fails our kids. And you know, I was on Five Live earlier, and uh, the interviewer Claire McDonald, she she said I'm a great writer. So if they're saying it, it must be true. So go out and fucking buy it, will you? For God's sake, I need to pay <laughs> bills. You fucking tight bastards. I know there's a cost of living crisis, but you can afford a fucking book. Sick of it. How All much right, is it, Danny? Uh, at the moment, Amazon. Uh, uh, Back is £13.47, but you can get the audiobook for free if you sign up to Audible. All right, I don't know why I'm promoting Audible, but sign up. In fact, no, fuck that. Go somewhere else and spend money so I get more of it. All right, you type twat. So, our landlord, who I shall call, um, oh, what should we call him? Jackie? Uh, Mr. Chan? I don't know. Yeah, Just anyway. Call him Jack. Fuck it. Oh, yeah, crap. Actually, <laughs> what name is Jack? Well, it's um, not his name. His name's his name's. He's a Chinese guy, so his name's not Jack. But we called him Jack, or he called himself Jack, and he presented himself as the landlord, didn't he? He presented himself as landlord. I don't think he was the landlord. I mean, no. we I, only I found that out at the end, though. I, I I don't know what the fuck, but he was an extremely strange man. I mean, anally retentively tidy. Which are you? I got. Are you eating? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, oh, great. Right. Um, yeah, professional. What are you eating? Um, just some um some celery. But yeah, that guy was. Do you think it's appropriate to eat chives and that on a podcast? Fucking, are you noisy? Probably eating pizza. <laughs> no, be ridiculous. Anyway, listen. Um, and then that guy, you know, he had this rather anal cleaning rotor, which ended up getting violated. Now, I'm not even going to class any sort of blame here. I did my part, but basically just did a horrible, horrible job about cleaning the kitchen, which apparently we had to do. Like, it looked like a friggin' bomb site um, after we left. I mean, it really did. Uh, but, yeah, no, that guy was just a dickhead. You know what? I have this memory of you. <laughs> just, I was, I came in from work, and then it was your turn to clean the kitchen or something, and then you had a dustpan and brush, and then you were well basically sweeping uh sort of a countertop and then jack was behind you and he spent it's not clean <laughs> I, just, I ran into the bathroom and then just burst into silent laughter I, I don't think i've ever told you that till now i'd just like to say that that impression of a chinese man does not represent uh misdirection or or daniel lavelle that's all i want to say <laughs> right there <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. It literally was like, it's not clean. And then I was like, what the oh, actual hell? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what so, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. He did spy on me. Well, not even spy on me. It was like stood over my shoulder. Um, so like, now I understand why so many of them workers jump off fucking roofs and shit and they have to have suicide nets in China because it's just... I got a taste of, like, an apple factory right there. Uh, no, but seriously, right? He was... Yeah, he was just looking over your shoulder going, you know, Mr. Bit, Mr. Bit, Mr. Bit. Seriously, I don't know how I contained my rage because it was bo at boiling point, yeah? Um, it's like, I, I don't mind the cleaning rotor, but fuck me, standing over me and that. Oh, we had to defrost the fridge for some reason. And I'm like, right, okay, well, surely you could just replace the fridge, maybe. But no, we just had to defrost the fridge. Well, it's not yeah. well. Okay, so Dom's just showing his um, lack of life experience. Uh, defrosting a freezer, not a fridge, is quite normal. <laughs> it's it's uh, something that one has to do now and again. 
especially if you don't have a self-defrosting freezer, which are quite pricey. If you don't do that, yeah, and you do just put dirty plates in the kitchen and it's like it's you've got a case of I'll do it on tomorrow's. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. So I just don't want to get that across, up, right? So, I mean, to be fair to Jack, he was a prick, but uh, so are you, all right? <laughs> all right, carry on. Yeah, anyway... Right, so skip for skip. Oh, that's about... defrost the freezer. Could you believe it? Everybody? Can you believe? By the way, I d- definitely did the most cleaning out of all, all three of them. I don't give a crap what anyone says. Like seriously, I did the most of it. I was tidiest of uh, <laughs> out there. Out apart from Jack himself, who was just like anally retentively neat. I definitely cleaned the most. I just want to get that out of there in public domain. But anyway, um. What was I going well, to say? You so... can believe that or not, it's up to you. Uh, write in if you believe Dom's a clean freak. <laughs> not clean freak, just cleaner than both. Both Danny and Timothy, um, the other bloke we lived with. I mean, it was bad. I but anyway, left a mess in the kitchen, though. That's the difference, you see. I might have had a messy room, all right, but I didn't leave a mess around the house for others, you see. I can live in my own mess, right, but I don't cause mess for others. Do you understand? And I definitely don't piss in bottles. That doesn't happen. So <laughs> that, that's a vicious rumour that Dom's been spreading around. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. I can't believe you just said that. Um, right, no, listen, okay. no, listen, right. The reason I piss in bottles is because, right, all right, all right, okay, right. I sleep I sleep in the nude, yeah? And I, I just I can't be bothered putting clothes on to walk out into the hall. And I've got a weak bladder, so I need to piss a lot. I've probably got diabetes undiagnosed. So, yeah, I piss in a bottle and I empty it. I definitely don't just leave them around for days on end. All right, I'll cut the pissing in bottle stuff because I think that I think that could put some listeners off, don't you reckon? What, you urinating in bottles loads? Listen, mate, I, I don't <laughs> know. I mean, we're all, we're all blokes here. I'm not going to say I haven't pissed in a bottle. Timothy's pissed in a bottle, whatever the fuck. I mean, hell, even Jack's probably pissed in a bottle. But <laughs> the extent that someone would piss in bottles, now that, that is the real Howard Hughes, oh my God, sort of moment. But yeah, whatever. I mean, add a bit of colour. You uh, you like to piss in bottles. <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> like to, Dom. Seriously, it's just been an right, listen, right? It's just an emergency when people are in the bathroom and I can't hold it any longer. That's what happened. Don found some once and now it's just a thing, right? So I just want to get that out there in, in case he ever falls out of me and starts spreading salacious rumors. So that is already out there on the record. All right, carry on, Don. Right, so moving on, New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, um, we were hanging around and then we suddenly get a text through. And it's basically like, you know, you have what? What exactly was it like? A month to leave, right? Yeah. So it was New Year's Eve, and and Dom and I decided to go on a bender, and we went up to Alexandra Palace, Alexandra Ali Palace. Palace. Um, <laughs> Watch the fireworks. If you don't know Ali Palace, uh, there's basically a panorama of London from North London, so you can see, I don't know, all the way from Westminster to the Stratford and beyond, right? So. So when the fireworks, so when it hits midnight, you get a, you get the best fireworks display ever, right? You just see the whole skyline illuminated. It, it's brilliant. I mean, I thought it was good. But anyway, as we stood there, taking in the fireworks, we receive a text. And they were, dear all, mind you, this is almost midnight, yeah? We're in good spirits, Dom and I. We've had a few, I'm not going to lie. We've had a few we stood there, aren't we, Dom? Having a nice little, not a nice little uh, night a Little Little drink it, yes, and a smoke it. Anyway, dear all, I have an important and bad news for everyone. I have been informed by the property owner yesterday. So he said he was the property owner, everyone. He said he was the property owner. He said he owned the gaff, really didn't. Yeah, yeah. And that he was some dick that lived there. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And he was basically subletting that flat. Um, Our flat is going to have an entirely refurbishment. It's written verbatim. I don't think English was his first language, but whatever. It's like, I can't write Chinese, so who's the cunt, really? In the next six months before before place on the building market for sale, uh, thus our tenancy is interrupted and terminated. The notice is formally given to everyone, sick, from today, and the last day to vacate the property is confirmed as on the 30th of January 2018. Uh, so that's a month, right, from the 1st, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the 31st. Please take advantage of this notice period time to submit your own arrangement and look for your alternative place to stay. Just so everyone knows, y- your landlord can't evict you via text. 
but either we didn't know that back then or we just couldn't be asked challenging it. But if you if you if the landlord does try and pull that shit, you do have rights. So if you're in London, there's London's Renters Union. If you're outside of London, there's Acorn and, and there's a bunch of organisations that can help you. Uh, I think your landlord has to issue your eviction notice on a on a on a form. I think I believe um, I might include that information in the description. Um, yeah, so they can't just evict you out of whim, and also they have to time it right. There's, they have to time it from the date you moved in. So, if say if you moved in on the fifteenth of June. They would have to like give you the notice on the fifteenth of July or some shit like that. I'm, that might not be right, but anyway, uh, they can't just they can't just do that shit. They can't just evict you for nothing. But that there are you do have some rights anyway. So we got that text, didn't we, Dom? And then what happened? And then we went home, um, rather sad and sort of depressed. Uh, and then the meter went out, electricity just went, and they were like, what the actual fuck? Um, even though I'm fairly sure we'd paid the meter. I mean, we had paid the fucking meter. And then, yeah, we just stood in the kitchen, uh, smoking. <laughs> we, weirdly enough, quite a fond memory. But it's just like us not saying anything, going, what the actual fuck? I'm going to strangle him when he gets back. <clears throat> and then yeah, just... We, yeah, because like our phones were low battery. So we were planning on watching Jules Holland because that just completely drained the fun out of the night. So we probably were going to go on a bender before that, but then we just went home. We're going to watch Jules Holland drown our sorrows. But then, yeah, the complete power cut to our building. And then I just remember we were sat on my mattress on the floor because, yeah, my bread was broken from day one, right? But I just didn't have the balls to tell Jack because I just thought, he would charge me for it, so I just thought, fuck You're me. a meek. You're a meek character, aren't you, Danny? I'm just like, what the fuck? Why, why is your bed broken? You can't tell him. Well, you know, he's probably just going to, like, go ape shit and be like, oh, my God, you break bed, you pay. <laughs> oh, God, there's that voice again. But, uh... <laughs> Sorry, right, okay. Apparently, I'm the only one that finds that funny. But that is um, a fairly accurate representation of what he sort of sounded like. So, anyway, he would be like, oh, no. Genuinely, we were fucked up, and then um, yeah, and this I... is this is the guy, right? So Dom says I'm being me, but this is the da- the guy who stands behind you whilst watching you sweep the floor, going you missed a bit. So <laughs> so, and he's going, but he's going fucking ballistic then, right? Fucking mm-hmm. Defcon Five at a grain of rice being out on the floor. So I wondered already how do we have to? Oh, yeah, your bed's fucked. And okay, mate, I am a bit rotund, not rotund, but I've got, you know, I've got some extra timber. I'm not that fat to break a bed on the first sitting, right? It was pretty, it was pretty mad. I mean, I, I then remember like helping you dispose of what was it? Was it the rest of the beds or the mattress or something? But yeah, I remember that. And then him going like ape shit about that. Um, and then yeah, I remember we just had to move. It was pretty touch and go. I actually remember it got down to the line, didn't it? So I think the day we had to leave was the day that we left. So we, you know, we left on, what was it, the 28th and 31st of Jan or whatever the fuck it was. And then, yeah, yeah. We, we were just we were just out of there. And then I'm like, all right, bleeding, bleeding neck. This is like right down to the wire here. But I remember two things about that instance that happened in the following months. One... We uh, wanted to try and find our deposit money. I uh, broke in. <laughs> not this is not good. We do not condone this behaviour. Don't do this. But like we broke into his um, flat because I can pick locks. So yeah, into his room. Into his room. Into his room. Not his flat, but yeah, his room. And then we just had a mosey. It was very neat. I must admit. I mean, you know, Jack, if you are listening to this, bloody well done, mate. Jesus Christ, just. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure funny. Jack is listening to this. Oh, he probably is. I mean, you know, he's quite famous now. I think we've got about three listeners. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we were in there. We we had a little mosey. And we include ourselves in that because we have to listen back to it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that and, and then, yeah, we were, we didn't find anything. We didn't see anything. We were kind of looking just to see if, on the off chance that he came, he gave all of our deposit money in cash and maybe we could just somehow scarper. But yeah, that just wasn't the case. Um, well, I think we did have a pretty tough time trying to find a new place because we're all moving together. Um, me, you and Timothy um, let the frenemyship continue. 
Uh, and then, yeah, I just remember there was loads of mould on the on the walls, and then it made us clean it up. So we had a, like a yeah. mould thing going on. Yeah, little was... Jack, little Jackie boy was quite precious about the mould being cleaned off the walls. So I was trying to tell him, look, Jack, I'm, de- I'm definitely not cleaning the mould off the walls first of all because it's a structural problem, and it was here when we arrived, and it just got worse. So I'm I'm not doing that. It's just a cosmetic job anyway. Uh, you know, we could, he knew he couldn't push me around because I didn't pay him the last month's rent. I just said, nah, pocket the deposit, which wasn't a deposit at all. Because I, I, tr- I didn't trust this geezer, man. He, he, he'd already lied and told us he was the owner, right? Mm-hmm. Then, you know, sent us an eviction text on New Year's Eve. So, mm-hmm. you know, just I was always getting like massive cunt vibes from this guy. So I didn't, I didn't pay him. And at the end, he was kind of like browbeating me, like demanding I clean it and then calling me a pussy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I can remember him going, "You pussy man, you pussy." And I was just like, what "Yeah," he was right in my face, calling me a pussy, and I was just, I was just laughing hysterically at him because it's just this little guy, you know, calling me a pussy because I wouldn't complete mold. And I knew, right? I'd packed up. I'd already sorted a place to go. I mean, we had already sorted a place to go, so there's nothing he could do to me. Um, so the first time in my life, I was winning. I was actually winning <laughs> over the man. Uh, and this man happened to be a little little fucking spitfuck, but he was, you know, calling me a pussy. And I think at one point I just said to him, "Look, mate, this isn't Yangtze Province, all right? You can't just abuse <laughs> someone's, you can't just abuse someone's human rights, all right? Do you know what I mean? I'm not cleaning the mold, you absolute sausage. <laughs> uh, so, but this but, isn't the bowl. But Don oh, and God. Tim had to clean the mold off their walls. Because stupidly, Tim had paid three months rent in advance to this fucking tyrant, right? Oh, um, God. So they were just there oh. with toothbrushes and cameras scrubbing the walls, like, fucking hell, like, oh, like just peasants. I had to yeah. fix a wardrobe. Well, Jack, I remember that yeah, shit. They may as well have been there with a whip, cracking it, going, clean, clean. <laughs> <laughs> it oh. was bad. No, I was, I was in there fixing wardrobes. We were doing mold repair. We were playing Oasis, and then yeah, I just all I remember hearing from next door is just like Yangtze province. Oh fuck's sake, this isn't Yangtze province, Jack. Like fucking hell, it was it was bad, it was bad. Um, oh yeah, yeah. that that yeah. but that but, that and like I had to haggle him down on a fucking mattress. It was really weird. Right, this is what I mean. He penalised you guys because I'd thrown out the bed frame just because I thought. You know, I wasn't even doing him a favour. I was just doing the right thing. I just thought I'd put it in the skip, right? Yeah. Uh, and he was really pissy at that because obviously I told him. It would have been there six months. I hadn't told him it happens since day one because I thought he'd react exactly how he reacted, which was like demanding money and being a complete dickhead about it. So I was right in the end, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. He knew he couldn't penalise me. So instead, he like he withheld like 100 quid from Dom and Tim, which yeah. is batshit because it's got nothing I knew those two they were my mates uh, but that had nothing to do with them but, but it's just yeah just what just, a fucking lunatic yeah we just happened to know each other I mean I don't I don't even know what the legality of that was no but... no legality it's all complete just a complete cuntish move um, yeah. this is what I was saying to you want to like you know just withhold that last month's rent and you would like you eventually told me that it's already paid up so I was like oh shit yeah I think I was just like <laughs> fine about it i was just paying it as it came in you, you know what i mean but yeah uh good old timothy uh diamond that he is just paid three months in advance which really is like if you take anything away from this podcast it is that paying rent in advance is just not a cool move it's just not it's just it's i understand not- why students do it though because it the money burns a hole in your pocket so it's probably good to just like remove temptation to the next installment i get it but just know, folks, that you might have a cunt like Jack, and he might. We've said cunt far too much. You might have a gentleman like no, no. You might have a landlord like Jack. You uh, might have an affairist cat. It's just not a. It's better off in your pocket than it is in theirs. It really, really is. Yeah, and also that way. never pay the last month's rent if you've been evicted. Just don't trust them with your deposit. Like I said, unless it's in a in that scheme, in that independent scheme. Um, because then it's hosted by a third party and I think they do have to do a check. So also when you move in, it'll help to take photos of your room. Yeah. Um, like so you can say, basically, it's I've left out, I found it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so yeah, just a little bit of advice there. But what was really 
after he's penalising them for the rent, so Dom, Tim and I are outside, because <clears throat> I've just gone outside at this point, because I'm just sick of the guy calling me a pussy, right? <laughs> I was going to say, we're starting to affect my self-esteem, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I got my stuff outside, and Dom and Liam were, like, huffing and puffing with all their shit, like, sweat plastered to the to their shirts because they'd been scrubbing for three hours. <laughs> with this fucking guy going, you missed a bit. I could just imagine how shit that would have been. But anyway, we were just debating how we were going to get this money off this geezer because... Because it wasn't. Yeah, we discussed various ways. I'm not going to lie, some of them weren't legal. But uh, eventually I just decided to, you know, uh, I think we I think we settled on 50 quid. So I, he kept 50 quid and I paid you guys. But even though I didn't have to do that, uh, that's that's what happened. It, it was good of you. And then, and then we moved um, to the world's creepiest accommodation. I don't know why we did this. I guess it was desperation. Uh, it was plaster, wasn't it? And yeah, nice guy, East nice London. Uh, yeah, yeah, nice guy, um, Abdullah. Yeah, yeah, Abdullah. Um, yeah, yeah, he was a decent bloke, actually. Was... Yeah, no, no, yeah, fair, fair play to him. Um, he, he was, he was a decent bloke, but he. Oh, I don't, I don't know whether to just skip forward because the fuck the actual flip side of this in my mind is freaking hilarious. But there's too much crap that went on there. All oh, right, so basically there was just cameras everywhere, <laughs> apart from in the shower. Even though you know you can never be too sure. Um, but yeah, he just constantly filmed us. There was one in the kitchen. There were one in all communal areas. One in the garden, just in case. Really, didn't, really... didn't Abdullah tell us it was basically to resolve cleaning disputes? But that doesn't explain why there was a camera pointed directly at my bedroom door. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It, it was weird, man. It was like being in Big Brother house. I remember again another bed frame issue. This time the slats hadn't been fitted properly; they were missing screws. So I think yeah. the first time I actually slept on it, it loosened it. And then the second night I got on it, I just collapsed through the bed. I know what you're <laughs> thinking. Uh, there's The only common denominator here is your fat body. Okay. And first of all, first of all, fuck you, your size is brick. Second of all, good point. But third of all, no, seriously, it did just break. Anyway, so I, so I took apart this wooden bed frame and I was taking the stuff, I was taking it outside to get it picked up. And then I had a phone call said what are you doing with the wooden frame i was like what the fuck it's like we just leave it there and we'll collect it and someone will be with to see you soon i was like oh shit so then next minute knock on my bedroom door and one of the staff is there their office was on site just down the road uh, and one mm. of the receptionists who lived there uh quite a cute nice uh 20 something woman um she she came round and started asking what was going on, uh, and then basically it was all resolved. And I ordered a new frame out of my own pocket because I didn't want, to, even though it was their fault again. I just like you got to weigh up the co- the pros and cons of of creating a rod for your own back in a place in an environment where you don't have any rights. So I just basically paid for a new bed frame. Yeah, but the, the, the weird thing about that was is that they they that like Dom was adamant. Yeah, they're not watching the cameras because Dom would have a habit of um, you know. No, I think you're like masturbation in front of the cameras. <laughs> uh, and he's like, oh, oh mate, God. no one's going to be watching. I'm like, they might be, though. Mate, and then that no one, that no they one definitely would watch the cameras. Big no brother is watching you. you. No, well, I just thought it was, they were fucking taking the piss by constantly recording us. So I would just, I wouldn't actually fucking jerk off, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. I would just simulate masturbation constantly in front of the cameras um i remember one time you came to me and then you were like oh yeah by the way that cute blonde you know 20 something female the one that you mentioned 20 something girl um like she keeps on saying why do you got why do you guys why do you guys keep on like simulating jerking off in front of the camera and then i had no idea whether it was real but it didn't turn me you did it more <laughs> I think I did actually, yeah. Jesus Christ. But <laughs> yeah, that fake dick you were jacking off all the time. You could have been red raw, mate. But I, didn't... <laughs> I didn't do that. That is that he's he's just saying that for comic effect that didn't happen. Um <laughs> Nah, she didn't say she was watching that, but what I'm saying is she almost definitely saw that happen. I mean 
if they just happened <laughs> to watch me put um, my bed frame out of the building, I'm pretty sure they saw you doing that to the camera. And every camera in the house, I think at one point you just went around doing it to everyone. Uh, in a, like a, in a masturbatory frenzy, uh, which I was impressed and equally shocked by. Uh, there you go, that, that, yeah. Anyway, this place, my room was even smaller this time, um, but just as well, 70 quid cheaper. I was paying 500 a month, and in this one, you really could like put your palms of, of your hands flat against each wall on either side. It was that tiny, um, yeah, and, yeah, no. And there were about 13 people living there. So Dom and Tim were sharing their room together again. We had an ensuite, by the way. Yeah, they had, a, they had an ensuite. But I think, was it smaller than the one in Arsenal or slightly bigger? No, no, it was. It, um, tell you the truth, I think it was about the same size on the ground floor. It, it basically would have been, a, again, it would have been a living room, technically speaking. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, this this house was definitely um, designed for families, but we'll get to that in a minute. Mm. Um, mm. So those two guys were on the ground floor, and then we had like six Romanian builders living in one room. Uh, yeah, that was, that was insane. I mean, me and and Timothy <laughs> thought we were sort of pushing it by living in the same room, but these these Romanian build guys, they were just taking the piss. I'm guessing they just wanted to save as much money as possible and send it back to their families, and I get that. Uh, fair play to them. But it was a bit weird sharing up, sharing this building with all these people because the, the place was just a fucking disgrace, really. Um, and that, over the road and, and, from them, because this was in the, they were in like a convert, they were in the kitchen basically. The, the, this guy had squeezed, tried to squeeze every little penny he could get out of this place. So there was someone living in a shed in the garden, right? He got <laughs> synthetic turf down, presumably to save more money on, I don't know fertilizer or whatever the fuck you do to maintain your garden i should know this as a former gardener but whatever um <laughs> so he did all he did all that so basically they're in the kitchen these five guys and then there was another guy opposite them called dave um computer dave we called him uh, he was he was over the the other side and then you had me upstairs with another couple adjacent to me and then there was the third floor which had people in it who i never met i used to hear them all the time like walking up the spiral staircase at night, but I never saw them. And according to Abdullah, there was like three, three or four different couples moving in there since during the two years with that. And I never saw them. And on top of that, there was that computer Dave. We called him, well, I called him computer Dave because he never said a word to us, this guy. I think he was scared of his own shadow. He would actually go out of his way to avoid avoid you. So I think one time I was going out the front door, he was on the other side coming back from work or wherever he did during the day and then he just, instead of like coming past me he just turned around and walked down the road again and I walked out and then just watched him as I turned the corner, walked back and let himself in. Uh, one night I think me and Dom were outside in the garden like having a smoke uh, and then the guy tries to come out of his room and then we both go, yeah you're right, you're right Dave and then obviously his room snapped shut again, right? Because mm. Humans, oh no. Uh, and then we just hear the the door creak open slightly, and ladies and gentlemen, you can cut the tension with a knife. Right? <laughs> and me and Dom were just looking at each other, looking back at the door, thinking, "What is about to happen here?" Uh, and then we just hear a computer voice say, "Now that you know my name, please keep the bathroom clean at all times." Uh, <laughs> over Google Translate. And I have to say, Dom, I thought I was a bit rich coming from Computer Dave, to be honest, because if anyone was messing up that bathroom, I think it was Dave, right? That's the only bathroom in the world where you could emerge dirtier than when you went in, right? <laughs> it was a fucking cesspit. Uh, I think we once found human shit in there. And again, it's only me and him who used it, so it's either him or me, all right? Yeah, yeah it was just a I would like to point out that me and Timothy had an ensuite, which would get raided by Danny um, when our lock broke. Because um, I lost my key, couldn't be asked to get a new one, so I constantly just used to pick the lock to get in, uh, and then Danny found that out, and then just stopped showering in the <laughs> stopped showering in the main bathroom, and then just invaded um, our ensuite. So yeah, cheers for that. I think like you were doing some washing up. I can't remember what it was. Oh yeah, it was the laundry thing because there was the 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 um your laundry was in the spinner, and then he took it out of the washing machine. Um, and then slammed it in the sink. It, it was sopping wet, and then put his own stuff in there. 
and then there was actually like plates. Oh yeah. And then we came, and then he came out, and I was just like, "Dude, what the fuck? He's just thrown your fucking shirt or whatever the fuck it was, like in the sink." And you were like, "Yeah, I mean, you know, that's Computer Day for you." If Computer Day was actually quite meek, we were somehow sort of bullying. <laughs> we we really weren't. We were just trying to be nice. I was terrified was... of him, man. He was a huge <laughs> bloke, right? He, he, he yeah, he was massive. Sideways everywhere, right? Because. He... <laughs> massive yeah right um so i was really just like i think he was scared of us and then it, I was, we were scared of him it's like it's like when you're in the wild and you meet a king cobra who's more scared really right uh it's that kind of situation it I mean, was pretty I'm gnarly computer dave was gonna bite me or anything i'm just saying you know Anyway, Computer Dave, if you are listening to this, please get in touch. Right. Um... <laughs> Via email. <laughs> then we, we ended up getting evicted from that place, At didn't Christmas. we, Danny? At bloody Christmas. Yeah. Uh, so we had the New Year's eviction, and then two years later, we got a Christmas one. Yeah, um, that wasn't great. Yeah, this time it was basically it was we're indirectly evicted by the landlord. It was actually Newham Council that evicted. Yeah, Abdullah lost his HMO license, and HMO is a house with multiple occupancy, mm. um, which allowed him to squeeze every penny out of it. But apparently, that house he owned was constructed to house families. You're not allowed to build a HMO in an area that's designed for families because they don't want to disrupt the community and all the rest of it. They probably should crack down a bit more on these unscrupulous landlords like trying to house people in converted cupboards and shit. Well, on my understanding of that situation was the way he got caught, because everything Danny said was true, but the way he got caught was um, the council managed to figure out <laughs> that there was just way more trash than six people could generate or the amount of people that were supposed to be in the house. So Probably from that... Just than a small army could generate, to be honest. <laughs> it was just like... We, there was a lot of... Yeah, there was a lot of trash. And then they were just like, what the hell? How was one household generating this much? It's like a fucking army's living here. And then there was like, oh, right. They've got several those remaining, remaining guys, guys would have parties regularly and there would be like 30 people in that little garden. Sometime. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the, the other thing was, and I, I have a vivid memory of this, because Timothy used to sleep on the floor. One time, Abdullah rang him up and he was just like, Timothy, Timothy, listen, you need to get your bed off the floor. Because he sort of knew that, you know, just get it because the, the council are going to come around or something and inspect. And then I think that, well, we blatantly failed the inspection. I just think they walked around. They were just like, yeah, they've got several Romanian dudes living here. There were just like several beds like in a very small cramped space. And it's just like, yeah, th- this is like a fucking clown show. You know, anyway, um, you're all getting evicted. <laughs> it's their solution to solving it. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. But... And I went to Newham Council say, so are you guys going to rehouse this thing? Because you're making us homeless. And I was like, no, we're not making you homeless. In fact, again, I can can read you their response if, you, if you'd if you like that. Oh, epic. Yeah, and, go for it. So, yeah, even though Abdullah was undoubtedly a greedy bastard, right, just trying to squeeze every last fucking half penny out of that place, um, I think if he could have put a bedroom in the hallway, he would have done. I wonder if he could have <laughs> I reckon if that was legal, that's definitely what would have happened there. No, yeah. true story. One time he came in with the beds, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And he's like, oh, "Nothing, nothing, nothing," and he just left. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's the guy sleeping on the stairs. That's his bedroom. <laughs> Fuck's sake! Oh, I swear down, mate. Every little nook and cranny there, like like I said, even the shed. Right, there was a shed out there. It definitely, it just was a shed, and some <laughs> and that girl lived in it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, and she had the good room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the best room in the house. Oh God. Anyway, so the council said the council has not made these residents homeless. The landlord is threatening to do so by issuing a notice to quit. All right, but that's ridiculous, right? That's like setting a house on fire and then blaming the fire for burning it down. It's like, yeah, mm. he's given a notice to quit because you told him to, you cunt. Mm. Right? Uh, and then the land- landlord has changed the family residence into a house in multiple occupation, HMO, without the necessary planning permission and in contravention of the local plan. Uh, the council's planning decision was upheld at appeal, so he did appeal. Any resident who finds themselves threatened with homelessness as a result of being asked to basically ask him for help, which I did, and they didn't. Uh, so thanks, Newham Council. You're the best. 
But yeah, man, I, I just, I, do you understand the council's position there? It's like, we're not evicting you, the guy is. Well, it's like, no. You know, you're, it's a consequence of what you're doing, so therefore you're making it homeless, so are you going to try and rehouse us? No, no, yeah, no. I can't, I can't kick you in the bollocks and then blame my foot, can I? I mean, I just, yeah, the, it's bad. <laughs> this is like, what, what the actual, what the actual hell, guys. Where'd you move? I'm, I basically moved next door, didn't I? I just moved across the road. <laughs> yeah, and I, yeah, to stay with a, a, fam, a family, and I moved south of the river to Deptford. Really? Wow. Just another, another, another nightmare. So that's basically our experience in London. I mean, I've got a whole housing history before that, which involved about 20 different places, but, and that was a result of being in the care system and bouncing around different council flats, private flats, and all that jazz. But... Um, yeah, I think a total I've lived in about thirty different thirty-two, I think last time I counted, thirty-two different homes and I'm thirty-five, so that's almost once a year that I have to wow. move. <clears throat> yeah. 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 yeah so, that, but, but I'm but I'm, there's people out there with who have moved more than that. Like, that's the state we're in at the moment. I and Dom, you're still in that position now, aren't you? You're back in London after this brief period at your dad's. Mm-hmm. Um, and how, anyway, how is it? How is it there, man? You know what, right? Um, I'll end this podcast by saying it. The place I'm in now is really, really nice. I'm not just saying that because they can listen to the podcast. I'm really, really not. Please don't evict me, please, Christ. Please don't evict me. <laughs> I really love my box room. Please don't evict me, Christ. No. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I've got a table. I've got a chair. I've got a bookshelf. Um, you know, I can't touch both sides of the room with my arms uh, i live in a little gated community and yeah the I, the train is literally i can sort of see it by bedroom window so yeah it's great man really love it ealing i'm in ealing so yeah just really really nice areas to be honest well god i hope it stays that way yeah yeah you know hope they don't freaking kick me out and i do believe i do believe that my deposit is actually in a deposit scheme so oh really yeah yeah, this they time. make sure of that. Yeah, well, I mean, it is, yeah, yeah, it's an agency, so I would very much doubt that it's not. So, yeah, it's all that's good. a good sign if a place is legit. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so if, they, if they do put in a, a deposit scheme, if they're asking for references and things like that, then you, you probably got a decent landlord. <clears throat> but, the, but the reason why so much of so much accommodation is private at the moment because it's basically people's pensions. So, the proposed of ending these no fault evictions, Section Twenty One evictions, which was brought in by the Thatcher government, um, but I expect that the landlord lobby, as powerful as it is, is going to do something to stifle this because it was proposed, <coughs> I believe, before the pandemic, but nothing has happened. Um, so I, I don't expect there'll be much change. Well, and I have no p- problem with people investing in a pension, but I don't f- see why ordinary people just trying to rent a place should have to pay for that. I don't see why we should have this two-tiered societies with basically it's landlords and tenants, right? It's going, mm. basically going back to feudal times, man. It's fucked up. So we need to build more social housing. I think last time I checked, there were over 1 million households, uh, which is about 3 million people in need of social housing in this country. Uh, there are nearly 300,000 homeless people, and that's increasing every year. 300. So, Yes, we need, we need to sort it out because Dom and I still are, are in precarious circumstances. I mean, Dom says he's it's all going well in, in Ealing, but you know as well as I do, Dom, that could go tits up without warning, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, um, I've got my stuff against the door and uh, I'm pissing in a bowl. So that is... <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah, that is the reality of the situation. I mean, I, I feel all right about it, but yeah, yeah you know, it's always... It just feels precarious, man. You know. Yeah, and in spe- speaking of piss, uh, we're gonna piss off now. Yeah. Um. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back next Monday with a new episode. Uh, we'd, which I believe is about magic. Oh, we're gonna do the magic next one. All right. Okay. May as well. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, just record, right. I don't, I don't piss in bottles. Only on the rare occasions that I do. <laughs> Right, yeah, so right. Um, we will, on that note, 
on that bombshell, we shall leave you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I've been Dom. He's been Danny. Um, this has been Misdirection. Good night. Bye. Uh, we'll catch you down the road. Bye. Okay. Bye. 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 I had the last word. Fuck you. Bye. 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 You're a child. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. Bye, Dom. Bye. 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 See you next week. See you next week.